It's time to work on your company's competitive advantage with business strategy expert, Terry Hansen. Hi, my name is Terry Hansen. I'd like to welcome you to your Max Value Selling Tutorials. So nice to be back with you. This is part two of uh, strategies to help you set the appointment. And this is the first step really in the uh, 10 vital behaviors that you as a professional salesperson really need to know and understand to take your selling and your sales to the next level. So again, uh, if you're just checking into this tutorial, you'll want to make sure you check out part one, which dealt with just simply getting in touch and, and connecting with and getting a response from the prospect that you're trying to uh, get in contact with in the first place. So in this uh, tutorial, we're going to really talk about once you've gotten their ear, once you're kind of having a dialogue back and forth over email or on the phone or now in person or something like that at an event, what do you say? Now, the, uh, the good old-fashioned elevator pitch has been around for centuries, right? Uh, the, the famous 30-second introduction or 60-second commercial or something like that. It's been around a long time. The challenge with a lot of ways, with, with the way that many salespeople approach their elevator pitch is that they focus their 30-second introduction on the features and benefits of the product and service that they're selling, or on their company, how long the company's been around, or the awards that it's been won, uh, that the company has won. And all this is well-meaning, really. It, it really is designed as an effort to try to capture some interest and generate some wow factor and motivate the prospect to spend more time with you. The challenge is it's been used and abused so often for so many years that unfortunately this sort of approach comes across very salesy, very manipulative, very pushy. And you and I as human beings, our natural reaction when a salesperson is salesy and is pushy and is a little manipulative, we can smell it a mile away and all we want to do is just get away from them, right? We, we just want to get out of there. And so oftentimes our 30 second introduction is the thing that sabotages our ability to set more appointments. So we've got to go back to the drawing board just a little bit and refine and redefine uh, our 30 second introduction and what we say and how we say it to make sure that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot. And all along the way, there really is four steps in the 30 second introduction that I want to share with you. And you can see them listed here. But all along the way, it's important to keep in mind that we're going to be following and obeying the 30-second, or excuse me, the 70-30 uh, the rule of communication. And the 70-30 rule of communication tells us that the prospect is going to be doing 70% of the communication. Us as the salesperson or people, we're only doing 30% of the talking. That means we've got to be armed with a lot of good questions to ask them to get them to do most of the talking. So let's jump right in and talk about that. When we start off in the introductory phase of our 30 second introduction, we wanna use something that they're not expecting. We don't wanna sound like a salesperson. We don't wanna come across as manipulative or pushy right off the bat. So we need to do something that they're probably not expecting a salesperson to do. We wanna say something like, uh, if we're on the phone for example, John, hi, Terry here. Uh, Terry Hansen, my name's not familiar to you, is it? I'm asking them a question that they're probably not expecting that's going to cause their brain to stay very active and engaged with me instead of turning off and tuning out and going on to autopilot, right? So we want to use some sort of pattern interrupt that'll cause their brain to stay engaged and not turn off. The second thing that we want to do in the introduction stage is get their permission. 
Ask them if they've got a minute or two to chat or let them know that you need their help or was hope that you were hoping that you could ask them a couple of questions. And if now, if they have a minute to help you with that. And when they say yes, you've gotten their permission. So get their permission in the introductory stage. Use some sort of pattern interrupt and, and get their permission before you just launch into your 30-second introduction, right? Second step is you have to develop some context, some, some periphery. Give them a sense of who you are and what the whole conversation is about. But the challenge is, is you've only got one sentence to do that. It might be something as simple as, my name is Terry Hansen and I run a corporate training company that focuses on sales training. Done. That's it. I run a corporate training company uh, that works with sales, sales organizations. That's it. You get one sentence just to build some context. The second thing that you're going to want to do to build some context is a little bit of a posture maneuver. And it's what we call the takeaway. You're going to let them know that you recognize that your products and services are not a perfect fit just for everybody out there. And that there's a chance that what, that what you offer and what, they're, what they are looking for isn't a match at all. And if that's the case, you're okay with that. But you just had a question to find out if there's anything to chat about. And so it might sound something like this. John, my name is Terry Hansen. I run a corporate training company that works with sales organizations. We're by no means a perfect fit for every sales organization out there. Uh, but in our experience, we're a very good fit for two kinds of organizations. And that leads into the qualification. Now, instead of me talking about the features and benefits or how great and wonderful I am or how awesome my training or my product or service is, I'm instead going to focus my time on two or three common problems or challenges or frustrations that my typical client is going to experience, right? Or that I'm asked, to frequ I'm asked frequently to fix or address. And then I'm going to move into a series of questions to qualify them. So, for example, it might sound something like this. We're not a perfect fit for every sales organization out there, but in our experience, the two kinds of companies that we seem to be a very good fit for are, are sales organizations that struggle to generate more leads. They're okay, but they feel like they could be doing just much better. The other type of sales organization that we seem to be a very good fit for are ones that close at a pretty high level, but they feel like they're leaving money on the table and they feel like they could be doing much better. So I'm outlining two problems or two challenges that, they, that, that our typical clients run into, for example. You'll have to come up with your own. You can't steal mine, right? But then the second piece in the qualification is I'm going to start asking some qualifying and discovery questions to find out if they're dealing with those problems and challenges at all. And if so, how are they doing? What's going on with them? How long has it been a challenge? Those sort of things. So uh, back to an example. So I've just laid out those two challenges that they might deal with. And I say, I might say, John, as you know, in your sales organization, do you see your people or your team dealing with either one of those challenges? Or, or is there a third that is kind of at the top of your mind? And John's going to say, well, no, we don't typically see that problem, but our client retention really is a struggle. Or he might say, yeah, I mean, our closing ratio is very good, uh, and we feel like we do a good job there, but our people just need to get in front of more leads. And at that point in time, I'm, I'm not going to jump into solution mode and start telling them about what we do. I'm, instead, I'm going to hold back and continue qualifying. 
well, what do you mean? Can you give me an example? Or when do you notice that the most? Or how long has that been an issue? Or is that with everybody or just one or two people? I'm going to ask them a lot of questions to get them emotionally involved, to get them talking and get them participating. And that moves us uh, into the last stage. After I've asked them probably on average two to five questions, follow-up questions to really get them talking and get them emotionally involved, I've got to fight the temptation to start selling and start, start pitching. I don't want them to know anything about really what I do or what I offer at this stage. I'm going to save that for when we get together face-to-face. Remember, I've called in cold or, or something, and, and they don't have a very long time to chat with me now. All I'm wanting to do is book the appointment where we'll have time to go into all that stuff. But I'm not going to do any selling or pitching or present, presenting or any product demos or anything or, or, or offer to send them a bid or a proposal right now. That's later. I'm just booking the appointment. So along the way, I'm going to say something like, well, John, I really appreciate what you've shared with me. Uh, what you've said really is, it sounds very important. Would it make sense for us to schedule a time uh, when you and I could talk about these issues a little bit more in detail and see if what we have to offer might, might help address some of those issues? Would it make sense to talk more about this? And if we've done our job through here, they will naturally say, yeah, it sounds good. And you can also throw in, I don't know if we're a fit or if what we do is it might, might help or not, but it seems like there might, it might make sense to chat more. Do you have your calendar handy? And they say yes, and so you schedule the appointment. You book a specific time and a place and so forth. But you make sure they tell you, yes, it makes sense to talk more. And then you might take another quick minute and say, well, when we talk on Thursday at, at 2 o'clock, what is it that you want to cover and talk about to make that time most beneficial for you? And you have them tell you what their agenda items are. And then when the call is over, you send a follow-up email with those one or two or three bullet points of the agenda item. And that will make sure that that meeting really is a, a worthwhile and good sales meeting for you. So if you're struggling with, uh, with um, getting, once you've gotten their ear, getting them, getting them to the point where they say, yes, let's talk more, follow these steps. Have a good introduction. Build some good context. Qualify them with some good questions, focusing on their pains and their problems, not your features and benefits, and set the appointment. My name is Terry Hanson. Hopefully some of these strategies will help you from sounding manipulative or pushy or salesy in your 30-second commercial. And uh, stay tuned for the next tutorial. Look forward to seeing you back there. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Be sure and check back next week for a new episode of The Terry Hansen Show. Would you like to work one-on-one with Terry or have Terry come and train your team? Visit us at terryhansen.net to learn more or call 844-205-5054 to schedule some time with Terry. See you next time.